Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming and other gaming commentary. I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm Hill House from the Big Love Club. And I'm pretty sure, uh, since it's been so long since we've done a show, that we were just going to talk about some of the mini games that we've played since we last oh God, checked yeah. in. Um, for me, um, I have a lot of Game Pass games that I've touched on. I think we're going to talk about one today because it's a game that I've had. If you don't have Game Pass, Game Pass has this feature that you can add things to play later, which means because there's like 100 games in Game Pass, it can get a little overwhelming. And if you get caught up in like a AAA title, like um, let's say Elden Ring, <laughs> and you're pumping in hours into that, and you go back to Game Pass, the What's New page recently added could be 100% new games, and you may not remember the game that you thought was interesting. So I do like the feature that when I can go to recently added and be like, oh, that looks cool, I can throw it into play later. Because to be honest, there's some indie titles that they add that have the most, the most stereotypical indie titles that you would not be able to pull that name out of your ass, you know, <laughs> if needed to in a couple of weeks. So I think it's a really cool feature that you can add those to save for later. And there's one that I saved for probably a good two months because it looked like a game that I would like. Um, but I have some, <laughs> I have quite a bit to share about it. Have you seen this game Lake? No, I have not. So I think it's been in Game Pass for about probably three or four months. I finally got around to playing it. I think the reason I originally wanted to play it was the screenshots and trailers looked like kind of one of those um i forget the developer but the developer that makes life is strange and uh, tell me why and stuff like that it looked like one of those type of games where there's a bunch of dialogue choices and is more about the story and just a game to chill out to when you had time between like shooters and stuff yeah so i did finally get to check it out <laughs> and i first played it on my series x and i thought it was not like mind-blowing visuals, but it served its purpose. Like it had pretty cool lighting, it had pretty cool textures. I thought the colors really popped on it. The animation uh, was not like. I think it was more of a style that they were going for. I don't think it was that they didn't finish it. I think the character models had a certain style that, to me, didn't quite match the atmosphere. I thought the atmosphere looked way better than the character models, which was kind of weird. Um, but later on, while I was playing the game, I decided to play it on my uh, Xbox One <laughs> in another room <laughs> because I didn't feel like being in the room as the Series X. And I just like, hey, let me just pick up this game because it's on both. This is the first game that I have played that has an optimized for Series X version that is not just better. It's actually feels like the non-optimized version is just crappier. So usually you see games that say optimized for Series X, and it just means that that version runs better, or that version looks better. This one looks like they had no intention of it working fine on the Xbox One because... The load time alone is insane. I think it takes three and a half minutes on an Xbox One S to just get into the game. There's a loading screen, and I timed it last time because it is so slow. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> and, and it takes, I think, maybe two seconds on the Series X. So I didn't even notice the loading screen. But on the One, I was like, is it even going to be able to load this game? Because I kept thinking it was freezing because the loading bar was moving so slow. And after... Three and a half minutes, it finally loads up, and immediately there is a loss of textures. There is a loss of color vibrance. Um, it looks it looks horrendous. So um, <laughs> it's it's crazy to describe like the difference between the two versions. Um, if you've ever played the Master Chief Collection and played the older titles where you can flip between the original animation and the remastered animation. That's what it feels like. It feels like one is like just shaded polygons and then the other version is like an actual version of the game. So um, 
what's really odd though is this game does not feel like a game that would be that demanding. It is not like a mind-blowing cinematic <laughs> masterpiece of a game. All the game is, I haven't even mentioned what the game is, but it is funny that it's called Lake. Um there's a lake in the middle of the map, but that's about it. The rest of the game is about delivering mail. And it's a story about a person who like takes up a temporary job of being a mailwoman or something. And uh, is that the correct term, mailwoman? Or do you just still say mailman? Or service? Uh, Ma- mail service human? Mail there, person. There we go. Mail service human. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> a parcel. Parcel. Uh, parcel person. Distributor. There we go. <sighs> Um, I don't so that's know. what you do in the game. And at first it's like, wow, this is really relaxing. Uh, I'm just delivering mail and there's a little, there's a little bit of story where you talk to some people as you deliver the mail and you're like, okay, this is really chill. It's just going to be about driving around slow, listening to some slow jams and, uh, just delivering mail. This is going to be a really chill day. <laughs> well, about seven days into it where you do like actual day cycles of delivering mail about seven days into it it gets really monotonous because the town is very small and that's part of the charm of it is that it's a little small town where everybody knows everyone but when you're delivering mail it gets a little monotonous because you're delivering mail to the exact same places (laughs) over and over again and what's funny is it went from making me want to be a mailman at the beginning to me wanting to never be a mailman by day seven of it because of I just can't imagine how like monotonous that lifestyle would be. <laughs> but that being said, um it, it's a decent game. I enjoyed it. Um there there's an annoying thing at the end where okay. So warning for achievement hunters like me, um when you get to the end of the game, there are three different endings, which is fine. But the three different endings, the actual choice to do the ending comes 25 minutes before the end of the game, meaning you have to replay the last 25 minutes three times to get all the endings, which normally isn't that big of a deal, but you can't skip any dialogue in it. So you have to bear through all of the same dialogue multiple times. And I thought that was a little bit of a bummer because like, I think you can beat the game in like five hours, but an hour and a half of it is spent doing that ending. So that that's that's really crazy to me because it's like a pretty chill game and you can really get immersed in it and it's really fine. But like it kind of spoils the ending when you try to get all the endings and then you have to bear through all that dialogue, which makes you kind of resent the dialogue. And there's nothing inherently wrong with like what's going on, but you get kind of bored of it and you get kind of tired of hearing the exact same things that you can't skip. So, I mean, that being said, it's, it's kind of just a little design flaw and that's because the game does not allow you to save during a cutscene, and it only saves when you're able to walk around. And since you can't walk around in the last 25 minutes of the game, <laughs> they kind of ran themselves into a wall as a design uh, crutch because you just couldn't do anything that that that's just how the game was set up. So I, I don't know, maybe they didn't intend on everyone to try to get all the endings, but like, why would you put different achievements on the different endings? If you didn't think people were going to do it, you know, because if you did just one playthrough, no hiccups, it's fine. And I think it's perfectly fine in the way it's constructed, you know, but, um, it is weird that it can't save during dialogue at the end because that means also if you were playing the end of the game and you had to get up to do something or the power went out or something, you would have to restart that entire 25 minutes if you didn't finish it because there's no save in that 25 minutes of cutscenes. <laughs> so it's really weird that they tack that on because I, I just think it kind of spoils the whole game, but it was a pretty decent game for Game Pass, I thought. For nice. its style, because there's not a lot of games in that style. Um, there really there isn't. Right now. There really isn't. You're no. Right. Um, I do have some more to talk about, but if you want to talk about one, I'll let you take a turn. Uh, yeah, why not? Um, just kind of threw me off. That's not something we normally do. But uh, one thing that I... 
I did kind of get into is, um, you know, there was a lot of, uh, uh, you know, hemming and hawing about the new Destiny 2, yeah. the Witch Queen coming out. Uh, people have been disappointed in PvP and people have been disappointed in, you know, the, the last campaign and whatnot. Well, it, it, honestly, what I can tell you so far about this is, and I, I really don't want to try to get into too many spoilers of it because uh, it really is good. Um, the campaign is really cool. It kind of reminds me of the old school run and gun doom kind of thing. Uh, it's a lot of fun to play the campaign. Um, the, from what I understand, the stories have all been handcrafted uh, to fit the um, uh, the narrative that they were trying to go with this. Uh, Witch Queen, uh, who I, I, off the top of my head, I can't tell you who uh, does her voice, but uh, the Witch Queen one-liners and the voice acting is is awesome. <laughs> I mean, it just really makes yeah. the game, and uh, it's it's turned out to be something really good. Um, they, uh, you know, it's, you know, yes, of course the witch queen, she's, she, you know, she's the, the basic star of the show, but, um, what's cool is after you get done with, uh, you know, the campaign part of it and you do have some, you know, there's still some bugs and some stuff that's happening right now, but it's, it's not enough to really make it a bad game. Um, but once you get done with all of that and, uh, some of the new stuff that they've added to it, which is basically uh, puzzle mechanics, which have been left to higher level boss fights in the past and, and raids and whatnot. Um, <laughs> now you have that in a normal campaign content. So uh, once you get, but like I said, once you get past all that, the star of the show, the biggest thing in it is obviously the raid. Uh, it's one of the toughest things that I've speaking to people that have already done it. Cause I have not um, that uh, it's one of the, uh, best and toughest things that they've had to do you have to have you know teamwork is number one they said and you have to have high gear and you have to know your your guy you have to know your you know your uh your uh uh your player so <clears throat> basically they've made it harder they've made it fun and uh, they've given you some crazy weapons uh one of the things that is the just the most nuts about the game right now is um your enemy is now now has the light uh, to help them. And what's insane is, you know, you go to fight these guys and they have ghosts that can resurrect them over and over and over again in order to fight you over and over and over again. So it's completely different. They have some basically the same power that you have. Um, they have supers that can one hit you. Uh, it's just absolutely insane. So, um, so what you got to do is you got to kill their ghosts before they get revived. So it's added quite a bit to the game. Uh, <clears throat> one thing I can tell you is not being a huge Destiny fan in the past, um, but playing uh, the last uh, expansion and now getting to this one. Uh, this is something that's worth the money. 100%. Uh, I actually gave away a deluxe edition copy of this the other day on stream and... Uh, uh, everybody that I've talked to that has gotten into the end game absolutely loves it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, I'm enjoying the shit out of the campaign. Uh, I'm having a great time with it. I can't wait to get into the PVP. I actually think I'm going to have fun with the PVP in this one. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to get into the raids. Uh, they, they look absolutely insane. I just hope that I'm good enough to, uh, to uh, be on that level. So we'll have to see. Yeah, um, I, I am, you say I am that, sorry, too, about my uh, I have a little bit of a sore throat today, so I apologize to everybody. I oh, know you're good. Um, you're talking about not being a Destiny fan in the past, but the thing is, I feel like Destiny, the one thing that I have never not liked about the game, the thing that I've always admired about Destiny, even when I haven't been a big fan of like where the series is, is a freaking concept oh, from the concept, the concept art. The concept design of the characters, yeah. The concept design of the planets, the weapons, oh, the, the ships, lore. yes, <laughs> all of that dude. stuff is spot on. Yeah, I do feel like there is. I don't know if their content is not up to par with that, but they're they're concept artists and they're story writers and stuff. All those people who created the universe of it are just like next level. Like they're they are the standard of what you need to do. And you're coming out with a new IP because they came out like the gate swinging. Like when Destiny and One came and out, that's where the Witch Queen is. 
that that's yeah. exactly where they've landed again i think in my opinion <laughs> that's that's the second funny thing i was going to say i looked up pictures i was wanting to look at pictures of the witch queen and the first thing that popped up on Google Images was pictures of Elizabeth II. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. That's really. I was like, God damn it! What's <laughs> it's awesome. Put Destiny Two at the end, but anyway. Um... <laughs> yeah, I was you... laughing halfway through you talking about. It. <laughs> if you go into some of the gameplay and watch it. Uh, you know, th- that's one of the things I will have to say about it, though, is if you haven't ever played any of the past uh, Destiny games, mm-hmm. it, it's not very forgiving to the uninitiated. I will have to say that. However, if you give it, you mean story wise or gameplay wise, gameplay wise, yeah. okay. it's it's it. There is a it's bit of a learning curve, but I can honestly <laughs> tell you if I can learn it, anybody can learn it. But uh. It, it it's so <laughs> worth it man it's so worth it but it's just it's a lot it, it seems like it's a lot more of an actual challenge <laughs> and a fight you know than yeah. the last expansion was uh i didn't i didn't really like the last one very much at all if you're shooting more than you're jumping you're doing it wrong but <laughs> yeah, yeah. i always love jumping in destiny i didn't even care about the gunplay is the jumping oh I yeah i love bouncing around in that game <laughs> Anyway. I, I honestly think that you would like it. I, th- I think you would dig it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a really cool game. I think you kind of uh, mentioned something that I can segue into the next game that I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will point out real quick that Fortnite started a new season today, um, but I have not had the patience to sit through the wait time to get into it. <laughs> so I, I was like, I'll just talk about it next time. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But anyway, I do know Doctor Strange is in it, but that's about all I know. Uh, is being added but anyway you did mention a thing about voice acting on the witch queen and it yes. made me think about something that i was going to bring up with this next game that i played now don't laugh at me but if you look up images of this next game i played you will think it is the cheapest horseshit that it was designed to make a quick buck on the switch or something it's called bear with me the lost robots <laughs> and now bear is spelled like a bear, like a teddy bear, and it is a point-and-click adventure with a little detective bear and this kid that is his partner, and it sounds horrible on paper, and the splash art looks terrible. Like, it looks so cheap. But when you actually load up the game and play it, it has great voice acting, and it has really great writing, and I was really blown away. This game was like two dollars, I think. Uh, it's on sale right now, but like for what it looked like, I was really surprised at the quality of the game because I was like, "This is going to be some ridiculous thing," and I can at least play it for a laugh. But like the writing is really clever. There's a lot of good humor in it. Um, it's better than some point and click adventures I've paid like $40 for, which is crazy. I don't think any point and click adventure should be $40. But anyway, um, it's, it's really funny. Um, the voice acting sells it all the way. And it made me think about something about halfway through playing through the game. Um, a couple of things I did want to bring up about it. Um, l- let me get to my second point in a second. Um, the first thing was it sells you on this ridiculous story um, easily. Like, there's no like, wait, hold on. That doesn't make sense. Like, I never asked that because it is so cleverly written and constructed that it is sold me on that there's a teddy bear that is a detective in a black and white noir atmosphere where it has like, it looks like Sin City sometimes, but it's a freaking teddy bear. (laughs) And there's also this whole subplot of robots living in, I guess, the 30s, which is also ridiculous, but I didn't even ask questions about that. Like, they introduced that there were robots living with humans, and I was just like, this is fine, because the protagonist is a teddy bear. And (laughs) I didn't even question it. And not only that, but then they sold me on the fact that robots are disappearing, and it's like some sort of political uh, message that's similar to like Zootopia or something, and I'm just like, I'm okay with all this. And so it presents this ridiculous story in a very short game. 
And at no point did I like lose interest or lose grasp of what the story was doing. And I thought that was really impressive writing because they just basically made this game and they were like, this is the story we want to tell. These are the characters. If we can get really good voices on writing uh, that we have that is like intelligent, everyone will just buy it and it's fine, you know? And it does work in that sense. And what's so funny is I feel like they should have got a better graphic artist to make the the splash art in the store because this thing looks horrible. If you look it up on like the Xbox store, it looks so bad. You're just like, no one could pay me to play this game. But if they would have just like put a little bit of work, it's like it's like the animation and the splash art is too honest. It looks too much like the game. If they would have put enough work to make it look better than the game, because Come on, what game have you played that didn't look better on the cover art than it did in the actual game? How many games actually put the actual uh, game renders on the art of the game? You know, they're usually done by professional artists and it's got so many more layers than are actually in the game. Uh, Destiny, for example, their covers are like live action people. And when you play the game, it's clearly CGI construction. And no one cared about that. You didn't expect to be playing live action people throughout the game. <laughs> um, but in the same sense, this game could have done better with like some upgraded art because it, it just does such a disservice to the game. Uh, but the second thing that I was going to get at was that one of the strengths of the game is the voice acting. They're so over the top and they're so well done and they take their parts so seriously for such a small, uh, like I assume it's like an indie game that. It made me wonder, I am getting more value out of the performances of the voices. But what if what if you were deaf? And that made me suddenly realize that if you cannot benefit from voice acting, a game like this, I think, would lose a lot of its value because it is not visually mind-blowing. And the writing is good. But without the voice acting combination, I don't think this game is as good as I perceive it to be. And so you were talking about how the uh, Witch Queen had really good voice acting and all that. And it just made me think, like, Destiny has also had always really good voice acting. But, like, what if you couldn't hear the quality of voices? What if, you know, every game you were just reading it and there was no difference of performance with voice acting? You get what I'm saying? And I think that's kind of an interesting thing to think about because it's something that I put a lot of value in in the uh, production of a game. And to some people, it may not be beneficial at all. So um, that that did, did make me suddenly realize that there is a lot more to... I don't know. It's just an interesting thought. I don't even know what my point is getting at. But I thought about it yesterday when I was playing the game was that how good is this game if I put it on mute? Like if I muted the TV and I was just reading subtitles, is this as strong of a game? And I really don't think it is. And it's a good game, but I don't think it is mind-blowing for its price level, which is what I think it is right now. I think it's pretty, really good for a $2 game. But without the voice acting, I think it's kind of like, it would kind of be more expected its price level. I think it just has unusually good voice acting. (laughs) And that's what's so funny. If people buy this game for my recommendation... They're probably going to be like, man, I was expecting like Academy Award level voice acting. But no, it's not quite that. <laughs> it's just surprisingly good because I, for one, have played a lot of cheap games like this. And I've heard some horrendous voice acting in some of these games. So I just want to give credit where credit's due on this game. And the game's, once again, it's called Bear With I think It's called Bear With Me. <laughs> so I guess technically the protagonist is the kid. and There's a bear with you. But anyway, that's it. And uh, it, it's it's a fun game. There's like some DLC that's also like longer than the base game, which is crazy. But it it's an interesting atmosphere. I like its playfulness. I like its um, cleverness. I think it's a really cool game. And it doesn't talk down to younger audiences. Like it's not super raunchy or anything. There's not like really ridiculous sexual content or like language or anything in it. But it does like, have a serious tone that I feel like if I was a kid, like 13, 14, maybe even 12 or something, and I played this game, I would really like it because it feels like one of those games, kind of like the old Batman animated series in the sense that it is animated, 
but it doesn't talk down to you being a kid or something. It like has a serious story. It's still willing to have humor, but it's not like just like fart jokes and shit. So like I do like that the creators of this game actually gave a shit about it. And that's really all you can really tell about the game that I actually think is really redeeming about it. You know what I mean? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, my mic cut out for a second. No, it sounds really interesting. I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into it. It sounds like a great game. Yeah, I think it's on sale for probably another day. I don't know. I think it was three days when I bought it, and then I played it the next day. It's probably on sale till tomorrow. It, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's surprising for what it is. Once again, it's not mind blowing, but what I was expecting going in was just disappointment i just thought it was going to be a short laugh and let's see how ridiculous this is but i was actually surprised that like it's just it's just it's night and day the way it's presented Uh and the way it actually is is crazy so i don't know um do you want me to go ahead and talk about my last game i was going to talk about because it's not really a game (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah i mean it is a game um i have a i have a short comment to make um, I don't know how many developers listen to our podcast. Probably zero. But anyway, um, there's an achievement on the game Jeopardy, and it's the current Jeopardy game that is on stores. Like, there's been tons of Jeopardy games. There's a current one that's just called Jeopardy. And there's an achievement for playing a daily challenge seven days in a row. And I have twice got into five days, and then some. for some reason I missed the six, so I had to keep restarting. And it's really annoying <laughs> because I, I'm just TO'd um, about developers that make a game that's so shit that they have to put an achievement in to keep you playing the game. So the first example of this that I've mentioned on the show is probably a year and a half ago when I tried to convince you to try Roblox. Yeah. <laughs> out of irony. <laughs> Roblox has a achievement i think it's for logging in Mm -hmm. 30 days in a row and then there's also achievements for playing with your friends which is also funny so roblox is like doubled the ante on it um uh, it's if you have to give people incentive to keep logging into your game you should just be making a better game Uh, i agree with (laughs) this jeopardy game having that is ridiculous um the Jeopardy game, though, I don't know if I'm going to ever be able to 100% it because there are achievements attached to playing 10 online games, and I have never been able to find anyone in an online game. I keep trying. Every time I've loaded it, it says no players found. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't know if you can do it with like inviting a friend or something, but like it is, it's so broken. So within a game that has an achievement that forces you to play it for only a week, and that's hard to do. <laughs> um, it also has an achievement that forces you to play online just so that they could try to give an excuse for their servers being up longer. The thing is, games like this usually get their servers closed, and <laughs> then those achievements are like lost to time. And I just, I just think you should never do that. That's like one of the biggest sins, I think, in game design is putting achievements on making people stay within the game rather than making actual (laughs) gameplay incentives or forcing them to play online matches for an incentive is also pretty lame to keep your multiplayer up. Like if your multiplayer is not fun, then uh, that's why people will stop playing, (laughs) not because there's not achievements for it. But yeah, but yeah. Once again, Roblox does the extra sin of being a pyramid scheme that tells you to invite people to play with you to get them hooked on it. Oh wow! <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the last thing I had to mention as far as g- games go. <laughs> uh the the only other game that I really played, dude, is uh, Lost Ark. Um, I I started playing that recently. It's that's fr- not related to Ark. That's related. That's a different game. Okay. No, it's uh, completely different. Actually, it's another Amazon game, believe it or not. And uh, it's um, 
pretty cool. It's it's very reminiscent of Diablo three. A lot of people were talking about how um, this was going to um, basically be the next level of what Diablo was supposed to be uh, kind of uh, it was out in South Korea back in 2019 and everybody absolutely loved it there. And it's really doing very well on the steam charts right now. Um, but like I said, the base game is free to play. Um, the combat style is very much reminiscent of Diablo, the uh, running around style, the maps, all that very, very much the same. Um, the first 10 hours of the game is extremely linear. Uh, it's just, you know, you hunt down the quests and you do what you got to do and just keep plugging away. Uh, it's kind of a grind, but once you get past that, um, and you, uh, uh, you know, hit level 50, you start teaming up and you start doing a little bit more of that. Um, you start having a little bit more fun, but the cool part about it and you know, it's the basic same old story. Oh, okay. It's, um, the same old thing, you know, humans, you know, teaming up with the good guys to defeat the demons, you know, it's that kind of thing. So the story doesn't really have a lot to offer. However, it, it just seems basically the same. However, it's, it's different enough to where I'm having a really good time with it. Um, I'm enjoying the gameplay and uh, uh, the subclasses. There's uh, tons of different stuff that you can do. I obviously picked a warrior. I'm a paladin and uh, you know, even though the gameplay is really good, uh, the voice acting in this one is going to be exactly the opposite of the last game I just talked about. Uh, the voice acting leaves a lot to be desired. Um, <clears throat> there's lots of emotion that's missing. <laughs> um, there's lots of context that's missing. Uh, and it just, it, it could have <laughs> been uh, much more... Uh, uh, <laughs> realistic as far as, or, or, uh, involving, you know, drug you in a little bit more. If the dialogue would have been and voice acting would have been a little better. It just sounds extremely canned and just plugged in. However, the cutscenes are absolutely amazing. And the crazy part is, is these guys are using unreal engine three and they look absolutely beautiful. Um, there's one, I'm not going to get too crazy. Uh, <laughs> where you are um you're being chased through a tomb uh and it's you're gonna love it it's just absolutely amazing what they did with unreal engine 3 and this game uh that's probably one of the best part about it you know when you're you know since you don't have the voice acting it, it yeah. really is pretty cheesy um but the cool thing is once you get a ship uh now that, like I said, that first 10 hours, it makes you kind of feel like you're grinding. You're back in Diablo three and you're back in, you know, you're not or Diablo two and you know, that kind of thing. You have your only certain number of skills that are set on your hot bar, yada, yada, yada. And then you're, you're doing all that. You're finding a lot of enemies at once. You're crushing them with these, you know, certain rotations. So yeah, it's, you know, it's different and it's fun. But once you unlock your first ship and you head out into the ocean, that's when it starts getting cool. Um, the hey, did you ever play Pillars of Eternity too? Um, no, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. It that's what the sailing is 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 kind of like, but it's easier and um, much more fun. Um, you have yeah. a lot more control of your ship. You. Um, you know, you don't want to crash. You don't want to do anything like that, but you can run into storms. You can run into hazards. You can uh, go after ghost ships. You can go fishing, find treasure. You can hang out with whales. You can, there's all sorts of crap. You have to maintain your ship. You have to, uh, you know, dock and make sure that you've got, you know, proper maintenance and supplies and all that kind of thing. So it's really, really neat. Once you, once you get past that first 10 hours, you, um, you're able to, uh, uh, you know, go out and explore the world. And there's 13 huge continents and um, everything has its own theme. I mean, I, I obviously haven't been to everything. Um, I've done a little studying before I started playing the game and I'm really looking forward to <laughs> some of the stuff that you can do. Now, one tip that I can give you, and this is something that I read because I have not actually started this part yet. I mean, I'm just chomping at the bit to get my boat. But uh, when you start sailing, stay on the right side of the map, 
Now, I got lucky and I learned that because if you sail off to the left, uh, it's really dangerous out there from what I understand. So stay to the right. Go play with whales. Go fishing. Do your thing. I, I can't wait to do it. I'm going to be streaming the shit out of it. I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, you know, there was a lot of hate going around about Lost Ark. But if you look at it, dude, it's got great reviews and people are playing the hell out of it. So there must be something good about it. So I'm sticking with it. I'm going to get through that first 10 hours, uh, which I think I'm only about two hours away. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. But I'll definitely be doing a little bit more of this uh, story on this one. Yeah, um, there are more games that I'd like to talk about, but I think we'll I'll wait for next episode. Man, my Um, throat hurts. I apologize. Holy crap. I also played some Halo Infinite. Um, but I didn't really want to get into that because the only thing that I've really been doing on Halo Infinite is uh, the uh, training, uh, the tutorials um, with the weapons, um, which you can keep doing it until you get three stars, until you complete it 100%. So I've been doing a lot of that just because I'm extremely new to Halo. And I want to be able to, when I start doing PvP, I want to be able to compete a little bit without getting smashed. So I'm trying yeah. to learn all the weapons, learn the the recoil patterns, learn you know everything I can about them to find the weapons that are actually suited for me, and then I can start playing that game a lot. But it's a it's a lot of fun. Halo Infinite is a lot of fun to play. Um, as far yeah. as the training, it's just yeah, it's a blast. It's well done. It it uh it actually makes you forces you to compete with yourself. So it's pretty cool. And there's a new game on Epic that I'm going to be downloading. <clears throat> I wanted to ask you if you've ever played this. Uh, it's free right now. It's called In Sound Mind. And it's a uh, horror puzzle game. Let's see. I don't think so. I don't think I have. Uh, it's got original music by The Living Tombstone. And you basically, you're going through your own mind trying to escape this horror. I do that every day. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I figured I kind of feel at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm take them to court. <laughs> but yeah, I'll check that out. Um, yeah, and then I there's uh, and then next the week, games. next week on Epic, because uh, I'm recommending this 100 all the time. I get all the. I have this huge library now thanks to Epic. But uh, on March 24th is Demons Tilt, a cult pinball action. So the old school pinball games, man, uh, but they're, you know, basically upgraded and looking pretty. So I'm definitely going to be getting that. I miss playing some pinball online. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you guys don't have an Epic account, I recommend it. They give away a game every week. And some of these games in sound mind, I believe is a, it's a, it's a $35 game. So it's not just you know some what? piece of shit game that, you know, uh, I've even got a couple of $60 games, AAA titles from these guys. And I have this huge collection in my library of uh, all the Tomb Raiders and just great games that are, and they have so many free ones that are always free too. Rocket League, Dauntless, uh, you know, Gods Will Fall, just some great games, guys. So if you get the chance, start an account, man, because it's it's 100% free every week. There's a new game and you get to keep it for the lifetime of your account. You may have just um, segme segued me into a, a news story. Let's right do it before the end of the show. Let's do it. Um, so <laughs> I totally forgot about this story, but there was a bit of news that kind of made a little bit of coverage in the music industry. Uh, Epic Games is buying or already bought Bandcamp which is a really weird transaction. Bandcamp, if you don't know what Bandcamp is, is it is the home of independent music creators to sell music. It is not streaming. It's for people to purchase music, kind of like iTunes, but it's also you can donate so you can pay more than the album is being sold for. You can also use it as a storefront. You can buy merch and stuff from it. It's kind of an alternative to streaming. A lot of independent artists that don't make many stream revenue will love Bandcamp because, um, you know, if you can get $10 off of an album that's worth, you know, I don't know, something like 40,000 streams or something dumb. Like, it takes so long to actually get the $10 worth of streams. So just selling your music for anything is usually more 
lucrative. I personally think that streaming is the future and you can't stop it and that people want to be exposed to your music. So you have to accept the fact that you won't make money off of music, that the main way to make money is off of merch and shows and product placement and, live shows um, cds yeah i mean yeah, people are gonna buy soundtracks the CDs. things like that yeah exactly so, exactly um yeah i don't think there's a future in money being made off of listening to music on a personal level i feel like streaming is the way to do it but that being said there are a lot of people that still firmly stand by Bandcamp, and i can understand their point of view um i, I get that there's some people that swear off streaming services like it's you know, some big sin it's or something. The devil. <laughs> but that being said, it's really weird that Epic Games is buying Bandcamp. There was a whole newsletter sent out by the owner of Bandcamp that basically said that um, he's still going to be running Bandcamp, that they're still going to be allowed to be using Bandcamp the way it was before, and they're just acquiring them. Basically trying to calm everyone's nerves, saying that, Bandcamp is not going to become this big corporate machine <laughs> being owned by Epic Games. And a lot of the jokes are centered around, like, how is Epic Games going to Epic games uh Bandcamp? And some of the ones that I've heard that are really funny <laughs> are, like, <laughs> are things like, hey, uh, be sure to download the Epic Games launcher to get the new... Uh, you know, J. Cole record for free. <laughs> like, or some people have said things like, you log into Fortnite, and uh, if you collect all these coins, you can get early access to the new Kanye West album. <laughs> and so there's a lot of funny jokes about how uh, Bandcamp is going to have like Epic Games' kind of clickbait that they do. But what is interesting is Fortnite has already had a lot of exposure to the music industry they have done this for about two and a half years they have done more and more incorporation of music videos and music experiences and i really am looking forward to seeing how Bandcamp can maybe play a hand in that um what is though kind of odd though is epic games is all about this kind of freemium model where if we give you the battle pass if we let you download fortnite for free Maybe you'll buy the Battle Pass or skins. Or maybe if we let you have all these games weekly for free in the Epic Games Store, you'll buy other games from the Epic Games Store rather than Steam. So they have this kind of, we'll give you something for free in hopes that you give us money model. And Bandcamp is not that way. Bandcamp is not about giving you something free and hoping that you'll give them money. Bandcamp is about, you give us money, and maybe if you really like us, you'll give us more money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is what Bandcamp's model is. So it is kind of weird seeing Epic Games acquire them because I don't know how they can incorporate Bandcamp into Epic Games' type of empire. But I am excited about the music aspect being incorporated into Epic Games' model. It's just a weird choice. If Epic Games would have like made the biggest purchase and purchased Spotify, now that'd be a way different story and that would be way like that would make more sense purchasing Bandcamp is just weird because personally i don't see a future in Bandcamp. i know there's tons of people who are acting like Bandcamp needs to stay around because it's a purposeful alternative to the streaming you know problem but it, it kind of feels like <laughs> it's not it's not like sears and kmart merging it's more like some big company buying for me it feels like a big innovative company buying something that's making retro stuff you know it's really hard to describe what i'm trying to describe it's like if it's like if spotify bought a company that's making tape decks or something like retro tape deck machines and you'd be like okay there is a a a fringe market for that but like why (laughs) (laughs) it's the same sense i don't understand why epic games is doing it there are some exciting angles but i i do agree i do understand why people are worried because i feel like there's not enough obvious benefit to the deal than to than obvious questions (laughs) 
<laughs> so we'll see how it plays out. But uh, it will be interesting if you load into the Epic Games Store and right next to the free games for the week, there's also a free album or something. And you'd be like, why do I need a free album? I can stream it with my streaming service. Well, I mean, not everyone has a streaming service. There are people who just do buy albums because, you know, why why spend $10 a month for Spotify, which is $120 a year, when you can buy the best of Nickelback for 10 bucks and just listen to that all year? <laughs> so there is still a reason to buy uh, music I, for some people. I, if you buy less than a... So, so like, let's say a CD costs... A CD. Let's say an album costs... $10. If you honestly think that you only will buy like 10 albums a year, then streaming doesn't make sense for you. There are people out there that are like that. Like I personally try to absorb as much new music as I can constantly. Um, I, uh, music whore, if you would uh, say, but um, there are people who, there are people who are literally, literally like, Hey, um, if Kanye or the weekend or Ariana Grande come out with a new album this year, I'm buying it. But yeah, yeah. if they aren't, I'm just listening to their old stuff. There are people who are like that. And there's a lot more people that are like, hey, I went into the $5 bin at Walmart and got my uh, my greatest hits of Sticks and my greatest hits of uh, Journey, and I'm good. I'll just keep those in my car forever. There are people like that, and I understand oh, yeah. that. But those people, I don't feel like they're the ones on Bandcamp. Bandcamp is such a weird audience because it is an older audience that believes in buying albums but they're not as conservative to say that you have to have physical media it's such a weird audience so they are they're willing to buy digital media rather than like go out and get a vinyl record like some hipster but they also don't want to stream it it's such a weird audience bandcamp has such a small for me to my, from my perspective i feel like bandcamp has a very small audience it is basically for musicians to support musicians in my opinion because the only people that understand the struggle of getting paid for music i feel like are other musicians so i always feel like Bandcamp is kind of a echo chamber i feel like it's musicians that buy albums from other musicians that's mainly what i think it is and that being said the mo most people that are upset about this transaction are musicians yeah uh, but i mean very and true. it's a certain type of musician. I didn't mean to be ranting about Bandcamp for this long, but it's a certain type of musician. It's not the SoundCloud crowd, because the SoundCloud rapper crowd, which is, I feel like, 90% of new music is SoundCloud rappers, <laughs> those people are all about giving away music for free for clout, because that's all they care about is clout. <laughs> um, so Bandcamp is for that small amount of musicians that are not rappers. So it's so weird. So sound Bandcamp is so weird. It's it's for musicians supporting musicians that also don't think that clout is more important than um monetary gain currently. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because in the SoundCloud crowd, those people are willing to work a minimum wage job and give away their music for free, hoping to someday get noticed by some label, you know. <laughs> That's what their plan is. Bandcamp is all about, hey, I'm going to get five of my friends together. We're going to make an album, and we're going to try to make as much money off of it as possible to pay for the time that we put into it. Like That's a totally different angle, but that's what Bandcamp is. And I'm sorry to rant about it so long, but yeah, Epic Games is buying Bandcamp. And that very niche crowd is, uh, is, is being owned by Epic Games. So that's weird. Craziness. But uh, uh that's that. Um, also, don't be surprised if Epic Games gets bought by Disney next week or something. <laughs> yeah, watch. Know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the way things have been going with these transactions, we don't know. I mean, it could be a million things that happen. Yeah, part of me still thinks that Disney might want to buy EA. I still think that's on the table. Uh, EA runs a lot like Disney. Yeah, they partner yeah. with them a lot with the Star Wars games. Um, well, with, I feel like with Activision being bought up by Microsoft, I could see yeah. Disney making a big acquisition like that because everybody wants to be a part of this game right now. Yeah, the other two big companies are Disney and I feel like Apple. I feel like yeah. Apple might want to put their feet in the gaming industry and or, just like, or Apple could just play it smart, it. man, and just make all the shit that'll play all this shit. 
That's <laughs> the thing. It's like with their case against Epic. What if Apple just bought Epic? <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that'd be really funny. Case closed. <laughs> but they still don't allow Fortnite on iOS, <laughs> but yeah. they own them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's all I have. That's it's all funny I got, that you, you reminded me of a news story. We had no news story going into this episode, but yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, bro. Okay, well, um, we'll catch y'all soon. Absolutely. A lot sooner than last episode. I think it was two and a half months. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, we had a like hiatus, in January. We, we needed it. Uh, we needed to handle some stuff, you know, so it is what it is. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, we will catch y'all later. Y'all stay safe. Um, enjoy the, uh, <laughs> I forget, not all of our listeners are from Texas. If y'all don't know we're from Texas, we're from Texas. And uh, we are experiencing probably um, maybe two or three of our actual good weather days. Um, yeah. Uh, we only get about hell. 20 a, we only get about 20 a year in Texas. <laughs> we're talking we're talking about a very strong possibility of tornadoes in our area tomorrow. A very big possibility of long-lasting tracking tornadoes is what they're saying. And that so, news yeah. was out before I jinxed us, right? <laughs> yes, that was out before you jinxed okay. us. So now we're double screwed. <laughs> so that now we have now we have super tornadoes. So welcome to our last show. <laughs> <laughs> the next show will will blow off the roof but yeah. next show it'll be a surprise of who's left <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't flown away to oz we'll have to see okay. well see y'all later <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>